Welcome to Style Zephyr, a life and style podcast brought to you by the Alec and Bradley Blind Faith Cigar. Same family, new amazing chapter. Live true at alecbradley.com. And now your host, Kevin Quinn. Howdy ho, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. Uh, so much has been going on. I apologize for the tardiness of this episode. Uh, but for those of you following me and for uh, sending me messages on Facebook and Instagram, I'm very appreciative for your listenership as well as for uh, your different ideas and feedback. Uh, I've had so much going on. Uh, I now have the video cast going regularly. Uh, had an amazing trip to Las Vegas for the 2019 IPCPR. Uh, thank you so much to Barrister Cigars out of uh, Union, New Jersey, as well as, of course, to Alec Bradley Cigar Company. Got to hang out with the entire crew, all the sales reps, uh, Alan Rubin, the boys, Alec and Bradley. Uh, special shout-out to Jonathan. Thank you to everyone out there, uh, Ralph Montero, and then in addition all the companies that I was able to talk with and chat with. Uh, really not a social uh, event but grateful that everyone was able to give me a little bit of time to get some great interviews in, get some great content in. So hopefully you were able to check out the Nickelodeon page for that information as well. Uh, likewise, as far as for new information, uh, if you are still a cigar enthusiast or looking to dabble in a, a new blend or two, uh, the Blind Faith uh, limited release by Alec Bradley did doing phenomenally well. But also the brand new blend Gatekeeper, uh, a sellout, uh, a brand new uh, blend from Alec and Bradley. Amazing stick. Uh, check out alecbradley.com and you can head over to the Alec and Bradley uh, sub page at the website for more information on their new blend as well as the company's newest acquisitions of uh, Lars Tetons. Uh, Lars going back a few decades now in the cigar industry, um, bringing back the idea of uh, conditioned cigars with uh, different kind of botanical formulas and uh, interesting blends that were... Uh, I've only had one or two of his blends so far, but um, I think I had the grass. Uh, interesting, different, completely in an awesome way. So super great uh, blend and incredible uh, new things that are going on with those guys. Um, crazily enough, as far as from the clothing front, uh, fall collections are on the way out already. So uh, we're looking at the latter part of the summer. Hope you're staying cool in this heat and everything else with uh, you and your family and all the uh, all your loved ones are going well and you're enjoying the weather and having a fantastic summer. For this episode, I am extremely grateful to be hosting Miss Kale Lawrence. Uh, Kale is a uh, author, a uh, friend of mine from uh, Springfield, Illinois, as, as of a few years ago, uh, mostly living out of Peoria. Uh, Kale is the author of Alex in Wonderstrat, which uh, you can find available on Amazon. Uh, Kale was able to sit down with me for a little while and talk about her inspiration as far as uh, her literary passions and uh, everything that kind of fused her enthusiasm and passions and inspirations going into that. So for anyone who might be interested in that, as far as, um, you know, if you've got ideas churning around, if you've got different inspirations, hers being uh, Disney and steampunk and so on, you can hear a lot more about it from the interview. And we're going to jump right on into it as well. So again, thank you all so much for your patience. Thank you all for sticking along with me and for tuning in on the regular so we're going to jump on into this. Let's do it, and let's stay styled.
All families have new generations, and stories have new chapters, and Alec Bradley invites you to join theirs. Blind Faith is the first release under the Alec and Bradley subsection of Alec Bradley Cigar Company. Blind Faith features three different filler tobaccos from Esteli, a silky smooth wrapper from our proprietary farm in Trojas, double binder combination from Honduras and Nicaragua with a rich and full flavor. Allow Alec and Bradley Rubin to bring a new experience, beginner or connoisseur, with Blind Faith. Find it at alecandbradley.com. Proudly paired with Style Zephyr to be true to you. Alrighty, guys, here we go. Welcome to Style Zephyr and Style Zephyr HD. Uh, we've got some uh, pixel action going on. I have got uh, a very talented young lady on with me, as you can see. Uh, author, uh, all around uh, wordsmith. I have got Miss Kale Lawrence. Kale, thank you so much for joining me on Style Zephyr and Style Zephyr HD. Thanks for having me. This is really exciting. Yeah, not too bad. It's uh, you can kind of tell when you want to have like a moisturizing regimen and so on, or like if you exfoliate because it's the high def that really gets the blood flowing. So that's, exactly, that's kind of cool. So, uh, <laughs> Kale, thank you so much for joining me. Awesome to have you uh, with Style Zephyr. We're really in, uh, really supporting and embracing the idea of uh, lifestyle. Uh, a lot of folks that I know that are extremely multi talented um, with the wordsmithing, with suits, cigar, what have you. Um, as a quick, just kind of an intro, jumping on into it, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, and um, at what point you kind of got that um, wordiology, authoring kind of uh, spark lit for you. Yeah. Well, I've been writing for as long as I can remember. I've honestly been writing since I first knew how. Um, so writing has always been a major part of my life. Um, but I really didn't start crafting stories until I was around 10 years old. Um, I started putting them more into the narrative style, mostly with mystery and um, like kids type narrative, as you would expect from a 10 year old. Um, but as I grew older, I kind of thought for the longest time, you know, writers don't make money, authors don't make money. So I need to come up with a job that I need to do as a career. And that's when I really started going into college, I knew that, you know, journalism was my thing that turned into film, which then turned into communications and marketing. Hmm. So I actually have a very extensive background professionally in marketing, broadcasting, um, radio production, just everything <laughs> you can think of. Um, but, yeah, I guess, you know, writing has just been a part of my life mm -hmm. from the beginning. Awesome. At what point did you think, okay, like, I have these ideas kind of flowing, or maybe at what point did ideas kind of start flowing, and maybe, and this is probably jumping ahead a little bit, was there at any point where you thought that maybe one genre, if it's fair to say, would be kind of mm -hmm. more down your alley, so to speak? Or what was more of an affinity for you? I've always been obsessed with, like, epic fantasy. So I thought that I was going to be, like, the next J.R.R. Tolkien or even, like, you know, J.K. Rowling. I thought I was going to be, like, that sort of a person. But really my style started taking a turn um, after I found the steampunk movement and I was just so blown away by the aesthetics of it, by the, um, you know, it feels so old fashioned, but yet there's this modern spark of innovation, mm -hmm. um, kind of woven throughout the whole 
um, movement. So after I found that, I was like, this is where I need to be. So now I've just been like writing pretty much steampunk, um, you know, like science fiction, almost like, I don't know, I'm so inspired by like H.G. Wells and Jules Verne. Mm. Um, so I really have been drawing inspiration from them and kind of what their stories entailed and um, taking elements here and there, but almost putting a modern twist on it. So writing for audiences for, uh, you know, today's teens. Awesome. So, I mean, I'm glad you said at least uh, I, uh, for, you know, I was going to say like you said writers don't make money, but I'm like, wait a minute. Like <laughs> yeah. if you're like the next Harry Potter. Exactly. Like, then you would. Yeah. You know. Like, you know, you can have like a couple movies and then have a couple spinoffs. You could be like the next Harry Potter meets Marvel. Maybe. Yes. That's my ultimate goal. And honestly, I think that that way of thinking was a little bit flawed as I was going into college because you you hear that from so many people when you go into a creative type work. Um, people just automatically throw it at you like creatives don't make money. And that's, you know, not true. Sure. Gotcha. Um, and I will say because for me, reading for leisure is next to non-existent. But then uh, for a lot of folks, especially from Chicago, like when you're kind of like up on the city and the history, um, pretty much the only book I've ever read for leisure was Devil in the White City. And for so many people who have now like, oh, like Leonardo is supposed to make it. And, um, uh, uh, you know, if he's going to be uh, making it with, uh, I forget, oh my good Lord, I forget the the director's name. But, um, you, know, the, you know, having the rights to it and everything else, uh, Scorsese, good Lord. And mm. but the amount yeah. uh, for a fictional narrative, and if that makes the right kind of sense for the terminology, it was mm. based on true events. But the amount of research that went into it, and when you have been to these places mm. and you know of these people, it makes it connect with you in such a unique way. Um, have you had any experiences with that so far, or like projects that you gradually moved up on? Were were things based on other? other inspirations and then you mm -hmm. kind of made like your own story how did it work for you if at all so just using um my novel alex and wonderstrand actually it's the first in a series so the series is alex and wonderstrand the first book is the clairvoyance clock i almost well i've always been intrigued by the whole alice in wonderland type story archetype if you will um but i wanted to explore it in a different way and as I started writing it, I actually realized that I was writing almost like my own experiences in terms of my my need to get out and explore the world, but feeling trapped and, you know, not knowing who to trust. All of these themes from, you know, that past year before I started writing it were coming out on paper through this character. And it was just like, I, I guess I didn't really anticipate it. But yeah, I would say it's loosely inspired by actual feelings um but uh not so much actual events sure, sure. <laughs> but uh yeah it, it's just um i guess kind of a example of that would be so i after college after i graduated from college i decided i wanted to work at disney world and that's kind of a just random you know I'm just going to go do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I did. I moved down to Orlando and, you know, was a cast member for eight months through that program. Cool. And um, I literally felt like I was almost like 
and Alice in Wonderland. Like this was Disney was my Wonderland. And <laughs> I started realizing that, you know, everything is beautiful on the outside. But when you start getting into the inner guts of it and the inside, that's when it looks a little different. And so then I realized that this story was really almost, um, you know, based off of my own personal experiences going to this wonderful, amazing workplace, but then almost coming out with a whole new feel of what, you know, Disney really was. Sure. Does being in that kind of an environment where you have so much different stimuli, like you've got the imagination, because that's another thing that really, that I enjoy about um, Chicago history is the fact that um, like Walt Disney's father worked on the Columbian Exposition, and so the way that mm-hmm. the geographic and the ideological um, ideological setup of it was kind of like translated through Epcot was being mm-hmm. around that, but then also realizing that you had the real life. Was it like the intellectual inspiration plus with the emotional? Was mm-hmm. it was it just flowing? Is it like you know the ribosomes and the chromosomes are just flowing, or is it like did you was it that much more work and then just kind of like putting a name and a label to everything? Like how was like the organizational process for you? I would say it was a little bit of both. I mean, I I was just kind of overwhelmed with the 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 feeling of the story at first, um, and. Um, it was right at the tail end of my program at Disney and when I was starting to move back when I actually started writing it. And it was just, I, I started writing in this like old looking like Victorian journal and ha- started handwriting. And um, I don't know, I just, it, it, I, I drew inspiration from Disney obviously, but I also drew inspiration from the industrial nature of um, Peoria, Illinois, where I grew up. Mm. And um, kind of that really dirty, you know, industrial feel of, like, downtown Peoria. And I kind of took... Um, actually, Chicago was an inspiration for the Wonderstrand part of the story, um, where you go from this, like, industrial, dirty city of, like, I don't know... That much kind of like the, the early the early 1900s, that sure. kind of feel. Sure, sure. And going to like this sparkling, beautiful city that's just so overwhelmingly beautiful. Totally. And it's actually by like a lake, too. Mm-hmm. So I, I took... Chicago was my wonder strand, and Peoria oh. was my industria. We don't, so ha- that's we don't have of... much going for ourselves, so it's nice to know that we've at yeah. least... It's like, you know, Bill Murray, I've got that going for me, which is nice. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we, we've touched on it how many times now, so we'll just j- dive on into it. At what point did you realize, you know, from jotting down notes and everything else, I'm going to write a book? What was it? When did it happen? It was after I was formally, you know, happily discharged from Disney um, after my program ended because you're under contract that any um, creative ideas that you have technically belong to Disney while you are an employee. So I waited until after that was over. And then I was like, I'm writing a book, gosh darn it. <laughs> and so I went home and I um, I started like really writing it um, after I got a job in broadcasting and started writing the news. And I would write news for the five o'clock broadcast for um, the NBC station in Peoria. And um that's when I needed 
that creative outlet. So I was like, hey, I had that great idea, you know, moving back. I, I think I'm going to make something out of it. And so um, I would go write the news in the morning and then come home and write this fantastic story because I needed an outlet. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's kind of when I decided this needs to become a story. But not only is it a story, I mean, this is a series. This is, it's not just a one-time deal. It's your own universe. So, again, you're going to go. Exactly. So, thank thank God you don't have the royalties to go towards Disney. But then, yeah. but then once you have this, like, the universe established, that's when I'll at least be expecting my executive producer royalties. Full yes. Tra- full transparencies. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, i got to pay for this podcast somehow, you know. And right? Some, some yeah. Suits, some suits might be in the near future. Who knows? Um, <laughs> and then wh- how long was the process? Was it, like, brainstorming? Yeah. Was it, like, write little notes on a napkin while you're eating a hot dog? Like, how did it go and how long did it take? <laughs> um, it took a while. So the first iteration of the story took about a year to write. Um, I was going through a lot of things just personally, but also um, was really inspired by, I, I shouldn't say inspired, but I really needed some emotional craziness at the end as I was finishing up the book. And around that same time, uh, my brother's good friend died. And so I, and I knew him and his family and it was just really heavy. And I was like, this is exactly what I need. And there's my cat. Um, <laughs> it's, a good, it's a really good story. Everybody's into it. It's a good thing. Yes. So, um, you know, I just, I took that that um, emotion and just poured it out onto paper and thought I was done. I was like, you know what? I just finished up this great story. Um, I put it out and I started immediately getting some, like, backlash on it. Um, some Somebody from my high school was he wanted to be a writer as well and so i feel like there's a little bit of jealousy going on there so he was like um he started like a whole hate site for it and it was just like one of those things where it's like only this would only happen in in like a high school teen movie or something but it was happening and so i i took that as a i need to rethink this story so i took it you know off of amazon off of barnes noble shelves and I was like, I just need to redo this. Well, at that point, um, that didn't happen for another five years. So five years down the road. You needed a breather. Uh, I, I needed a long breather, <laughs> apparently. Take a nap, you know. <laughs> yeah. Take some well, and, and that, you know, a lot of stuff in that five years had really um, taken me away from writing and away from creativity. And I ended up moving to South Dakota, where I live now. And... Um, and then only a couple years ago, I started getting back into it again. And that's when I put out like the revised edition where I just, I tied up a few missing pieces and just put a nice coat of gloss over it, redesigned the cover, and it was ready to go. So it's kind of like the remastered Star Wars, except good, yes. like better. Exactly. Cool. Yes. Context Very is much. Important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, thank you so much. We're going to take a little, quick little break right here. Uh, we've got lots more to talk about. Uh, we've got uh, Miss Kayla Lawrence of uh, Alex and Wonderstrand. Uh, thank you so much. Folks, stay tuned for a little bit more with uh, Miss Kale right after this. Okay. Yeah. B- Are you looking for a vintage flair for your home, closet, wardrobe, or even toy collection or jewelry box? Come home to great value at Affordable Antiques and More. 
With 25 years experience, the award-winning store boasts 11,000 square feet of vintage furnishings, DIY, and wedding supplies. Find them on Facebook and Instagram with affordable shipping available. Call today at 630-505-1463 or stop by at 1508 North Naper Boulevard in Naperville. Don't forget to say hello to Shaggy. Affordable antiques and more, proudly paired with Style Zephyr to be true to you. Admit it, you've fallen into the Pinterest wormhole so many times, it's not even funny. Okay, it's a little funny. Those fail photos couldn't have been further from the original. But your next project doesn't have to be a fail. At DIY Vinci, we curate kits for you with step-by-step instructions and video tutorials. Or if you're just looking for art supplies or even home decor, we've got that too. Discover what you could DIY at www.diyvinci.com. Your masterpiece starts here. And we are back with Style Zephyr HD and Style Zephyr at StyleZephyr.com. I want to thank you all so much for staying with me. Uh, and once again, I want to thank uh, for staying with me as well. We have got Miss Kale Lawrence, uh, author and wordsmith extraordinaire. Kale, thank you again so much for your time. Thank you. Not a worry, not a worry. So um, we're talking the development and the release and then the re-release of uh, your illustration. When we talk about um, the education and training about things and then also the, the idea of inspiring younger people to kind of pursue it, take that chance, whether it's a book or buying a car or starting custom suits, what have you, mm-hmm. um, for yourself, if it was a few years ago, what would you maybe tell yourself or like, advice you would give to yourself that maybe you, I'm, you know, one of those things where like you didn't know it then, but you would, you know, what you knew now. Mm-hmm. So it's so stereotypical just to tell people not to give up, but that was really a huge part of the process. Um, I was so close to giving up and just throwing away everything, but I didn't. And I think that, you know, if I could go back to that time, I would tell myself, you know, you have this incredible fear of putting your creative self out there. And the biggest thing that you can do right now is to push through that fear and just kind of break down that barrier and tell yourself, you can do this, you will do this, because you are always made to do this. And that's that's kind of what, that's like my little pep talk that I, I do. Totally. I mean, cause it's <laughs> one of those things where, um, and I had mentioned it in the Cigar uh, Convention Expo, the guys in Vegas, you you don't realize how like how far you've gone until you look back. Step mm-hmm. one is starting. Step two is turning around behind you and looking how far you've already gone. Exactly. And I mean, for you, like I would say in your context, it's like that very first consonant and that very first vowel of the very mm-hmm. first word on the very first page of the very first chapter. And then the next mm-hmm. thing you know, like you're the Star Wars remastering. Like you, you've done it, and now you're like, well, I would tweak this and tweak that if that perspective mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> exactly. And that's what editing is all about. But, sure. you know, once you get through it the first time, you can actually have a physical representation of everything you've been working on and you can take that and say, so that's what I did. And, like, this is going to make an impact somehow. And I just, I truly believe that everything you do in life, um, if you have a calling for something, you know, you're meant to do it. And it doesn't matter if you're the best or the worst at something. Like, you were made to do that thing. 
And consistency is key because if you're going to be the best yeah. at it, be consistent. If you're going to be the worst, exactly, more or less, be consistently the worst at it. So at, le- at least <laughs> exactly. if you flip that list upside down, you're still you're still technically number one, even it's, if it's yeah. yeah you've inverted the colors. Um, so a second co- cousin to that question, what you would tell yourself, younger person might be listening. Maybe they. Um, it's you know Harry Potter you know doing you know doing you know lighting up his parchment underneath the bed sheets. Someone maybe a younger person, maybe someone who's not so young. Maybe they have had some life circumstance. Maybe they've had you know military, maybe career, maybe family issues. But now they want to kind of take that leap. Now they want to take that chance. What what kind of advice would you tell that person? I totally tell them like just go for it like you're you're gonna have this this crazy fear inside of you um but it's it it, you know it's it, it is scary and you can go through a lot of crap in life and you know going through something you know taking that creative leap forward actually kind of helps you through that as well so I've gone through like the weirdest circumstances you can even imagine and yet I kind of use that pain as, like, you know, my creativity. So it's technically just the paint on the grand canvas of life. And um, I use that for my good. And so if, you know, someone's out there and they're like, you know, I just, the whole world of writing is so convoluted. There's just so many people out there, so many books, so many authors. Um, I'm not even going to be... um, you know, a, I'm just a speck in a grand universe. <laughs> so it's like, well, that is true. Um, that is, is actually one of the themes of my book. But, um, but the great thing is, is that even if one person reads your book and that changes them, that is worth everything. Um, I was recently at a show where I had a, um, a young preteen come up to my booth and she's like, are you the author? And I was like, Yes, <laughs> like, you know, that that was just, it kind of ca- caught me off guard because I have this almost thought that, oh, no one's read my book, you know. Um, but she's like, no, I'm reading it right now, and it's just really good, and I kind of want to write something now because of it. And that was just one person, and that, like, made all the difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, even for Styles Effort, like, I've had friends who, like, a friend of mine retired, and he was in luxury sales his entire career, and he goes... Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot about this. Like I want to do my own, like, like a type out, like a blog. Like I want to have a WordPress. Um, another friend wanted to do her own, uh, her own makeup blog. Finally, and she was like, "Cool." Oh, like I just got like it was maybe a month into her doing it, and she says, uh, "I just got my first endorsement," and I'm like, "Wow, what do you mean <laughs> your first? Like a little presumptuous, aren't we?" But still, it was. Like, when you're on the receiving end of someone telling you, like, the crediting for that, like, that's amazing. And mm-hmm. when you're looking for, like, little self-gratifications in life, pretty good source of that. And and you know what? For yourself, no matter what, it's like a movie. You did a book. And yeah. nobody can take that away from you, except you if you press delete on the publish page. Don't do, <laughs> exactly. don't, don't do that unless you have a backup copy, like the transcript. It's like... Uh, Everybody in clothing, uh, everybody in clothing has watched it, but it's like the Devil Wears Prada. It's like, yes. I want the I want the transcript for the new Harry Potter book, but it's not written yet. Like, no, no, no. Like, yeah. I want the transcript. Um, if so, let's say it's my like, favorite part. Oh yeah, no. 
The St- whole movie was pretty Stanley good. Tucci in that movie, like, like he, oh. he historically, he oh, does okay. a terrible historical rendition of, um, uh, oh Christ, uh, Al Capone's uh, Frank Nitti in uh, Road to Perdition, but in that movie it was like, man, like, this guy pulls it off, like, is her number two guy, like, he does a really good job, like, yeah. handling all these people, like, his outfit is amazing, so, but yeah, great on him. Um, when you're ready to take that leap in terms of tra- like looking back at what you do, because mm-hmm. everybody knows like hindsight is an exact science. When you look back at what you did to get there and the training and everything else, um, what kind of training or maybe what kind of recommendations in terms of additional or different trainings, different paths, would you recommend to someone? Yeah, so in terms of like um, being an author, really... Training, I mean, you you got you have to know English or at least be able to communicate in a way that makes sense for your character. So basically, have um, a good handle on you know literature and all of that. And also, um, what really helped me was training in theater. Um, so I'm not even kidding you when I say that, like, when I was writing, sometimes I'd be like, I need to act this out. So I literally, like, there was, like, a pretend sword fight in one of the scenes. And I got up, and I was, like, you know, choreographing it and then writing it. Um, so that was really cool, too. So having a theatrical background helped as well. Um, of course, communications throughout college, that helped, um... But just learning as much as you can about as many topics as you can helps when you're crafting a story that maybe you don't really know too much about. So actually, I haven't really talked about this yet, so this is going to be a, like a premiere um, first, but I'm also, you know, I'm writing the second and third books of Alex in Wonderstrand, but I'm also writing a... <laughs> I'm writing another story on top of that that is more of a serial. Um, so, like, a serial is in, like, it's released in... The chapters are almost like episodes. Yay. Um, but it is set in, like, 1906 Belfast, Ireland. Oh. And, and yeah, it's wonderful. And the, the cool part about it is that there's, like, this underground secret society um, who are descended from the Magi, like, the wise men in the bible oh, um yeah but they're it's not like what you think about it's i mean they're I don't, I basically don't know. Mag- just intrigued <laughs> yeah yeah well most people are like oh the nativity scene it's just these three weirdos and in, in crowns well the magi were actually like it's that's a form of the word mag- magus so they were um seen as very like magical almost like magician sorcerer type people um so i'm kind of taking that aspect of it and the historical um thoughts of who these these people were and um weaving it into almost like this secret society and it's it's really cool so it's called the magi menagerie so it sounds it sounds like ominous but also really kind of kinky at the same time which is kind of cool yeah (laughs) yeah like that kind of grabs me and then the plot was just like ooh. It's like, yeah. it's like, I know we've beat the Star Wars references to death, but it's like, it's like canon. Cool. Like, there's more huh? to this than we knew. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, that's cool. So pe- I mean, for the most part, society understands who the three kings were, but this kind of goes deep into how it's just a whole yeah, totally. society 
on its own. Totally, so yeah, totally. that's that's really awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. I'm yeah. going to be keeping my eyes out for it, and I hope and recommend and suggest that everyone else will be keeping their eyes open for it. Uh, and who knows totally. if you're aspiring for any of this, and if you've taken any of um, if you've taken any of Kale's uh, recommendations and suggestions to heart, it's just one more amazing resource to kind of uh, spark your own imagination and kind of go on your own. Uh, follow your own path, follow your own heart, your own message, and convey that to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Kale, if anybody wants to go for your book-wise, um, mm-hmm. any other social media means of finding out about more about yourself or more about the book at all? Yeah, so I have a website. It's currently down, down right now, but right. I promise you it's coming back. It's mm-hmm. kalelawrence.com, mm-hmm. and um, you can also follow me on Instagram, just at Carol Kale Lawrence. I'm on Facebook too, but not as often as Instagram. I don't um, and yeah, if you want to buy my book, um, go to Amazon, just type in Alex and Wonderstrand, you'll find it. Um, it's available for print, copy, ebook, and also I do have an audiobook of it as well. I was just about so. to say because it's like, you know, for folks yeah. who like if you're traveling a lot, like when I was to and from uh, Vegas a couple times now, to and back from uh, Tampa, mm-hmm. um, you want something for your drive if you want something for a plane mm-hmm. ride download that sucker to your uh your you know samsung i got my fire right here download it to your mm-hmm. device it makes for a great listen even if it's just for some meditation yeah. time but um is there anything else that you want to kind of share off with the world in this menagerie of um style um galore <laughs> let's see um gosh uh, well, just that I, I've kind of been quiet the past couple of years, but only to amp up for more of like a Kale Lawrence rebrand. And I'm going to be starting a YouTube channel and really getting back into the realm of, you know, connecting with people online. And it's going to be kind of a, just a mix of everything. Um, you know, inspiration. Yeah. Inspiration. But also, yeah. You know, there's a, a character in my book that owns a travel agency, and travel is kind of a ongoing theme of the whole series. So I'm basically going to be talking about traveling a lot, too. So cool. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, I'm excited no matter what. Folks need to look up Kale. You need to look up the book. You need to keep your eye out mm-hmm. for the next publication in whatever format it is. Uh, Kale, thank you so much for your time and being on board this effort with Thanks. me today. Not a problem. Thank you so much. Absolutely my pleasure, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in for this today. We're going to be signing on off with uh, StylesEffort.com. And remember, until next time, stay styled and remember to stay true to you. You take care now.